All right, podcasters, we're back. Episode seven. I've got my boy Jake Udi, Udi in the house. Got the booty on him. What up, Jake? What's going on, man? How are you? Good, doing all right, bud. Yeah, man, just staying busy. Staying busy. The deer season's over. Did you come out alive? How many job? How many job process this year? Uh, twelve. I think it was a little over twelve hundred. Holy cow! Yes, sir. Plenty, plenty to do. Yeah. So that's over now. Now it's on to turkey season. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. <laughs> We're gonna be killing them this year. I, I'm ready to get in the woods on some turkeys. I recently, I think last year, I really dove in hard on it, and I'm itching to get back in the woods on some. Oh, small thunder chickens. Man, it's a blast. Yeah. Tell me so tell me a little bit about you. What what got you into the turkeys? Um I mean really what you're when I when I think of you, I automatically think turkeys and, and you've kind of driven me a little bit to get kind of serious about them. Tell me about how you how you got yourself all obsessed with them. So, uh, probably I was, see, seven or eight years old, and um, my dad came at, came to me, actually, and told me, so, man, so I've heard a lot of good things about this turkey hunting, uh, you know, hobby, and uh, we've always been real big deer hunters, and so we went, we tried it here around the house, you know, and we'd take the old, you know, Pawpaw's box, box call out, you know, and we'd get the yapping on that thing, and... Um, you know, we, we never had any luck for two or three years, and, you know, it kind of got frustrating. And um, then we, we went with a couple guys who really knew what they were doing, and, uh, man, it just, you know, it was awesome. We uh, really got hooked on it, and, you know, it was a couple older guys who, you know, kind of taught us um, a lot of the, you know, being patient, you know, when to call, when not to call, what to do in different scenarios. And uh, we started putting two and two together, and, and uh putting some jelly on the head Heck on the ground yeah. that's awesome so now it's it's kind of you and your dad kind of thing that is that y'all's i guess that's, bond yeah that was yes that was one thing that um that really connected us a lot and i mean it was always you know in that in that month there that, that the season was in uh you know every saturday and sunday um we would you know we would load up and and go out you know and there's a lot of a lot of preparation comes to that too man you know i mean february march um you so know first you, couple let, weeks i want to talk about that what what do you have to do to prep for a turkey so the one thing that i i love to do jordan and, and it's it's a big plays a big role on how my season goes is is come february when the um you know when this these cold cold fronts starts uh, and stuff stop coming in and um you know it starts to start to get the feel of spring a little bit. You know, you get those couple of days. I love to get out in the woods, man. I walk and uh, I look for scratching. Um, I try to, you know, just basically figure out how my land has changed over the years, um, you know, to, to see basically, um, you know, like my creeks, um, my ponds, you know, just basically my sources of water. Yeah. Um, I look around, uh, try to see with the, um, the roosting, um you know figure out where some of the birds are roosting at uh just basically you know just get game plans together man and you know try to try to put the hunt together in my head in february you know what i mean right. I, I like to basically stage it all out that way on that on that opening morning uh when you put the shell in the gun it's it's just pulled a trigger right so are you when you say you're 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 
planning and prepping are you are you planting anything or you do you, i mean do people have food plots for turkeys what do we what do we No, so a lot of times man um you know like your your deer food plot mm-hmm. uh we'll we'll go back in and uh, put like clover um ryegrass really dude if you can get um like alfalfa to come up yeah um i mean anything anything that's you know that's green you keep it well managed um dude it's it performs miracles right um a lot of like you said a lot of land cares different things is is a big point as well that that cannot be done just a few weeks before season comes in right right so now that now that i mean it's what are we in we're in this is january 24th i mean it's gonna be here before we know it that's right that's right yes sir so now that deer season's over are you kind of getting in the groove of like all right february's gonna be here and then and then by then hell april's gonna be here in no time are you starting to slowly game plan that now or are you kind of taking some time off from deer hunt or the or the deer processing to i mean what are we what are we doing now so actually it's funny you bring that up um last weekend uh me and my my good buddy um blake Dustin, he's he likes to do coyote hunting and whatnot with thermal scopes. And I told him, I said, Hey man, I said, I kind of got a an idea up my sleeve. And he said, All right, so what you got? And I said, I'm gonna I wanna take that thermal and I wanna go into the middle of this field that there's a creek where where it butts up into the river about three hundred and fifty to four hundred yards down in this bottom on the other side of the thicket. I said, So if I can get up on top of that hill and just take that thermal, I wanna figure out where these birds is roosting at. Right. And, um, so needless to say, um, we, we came up on, there was probably four or five different places, um, where there was, you know, where we could find a bird in it and I actually zoomed in enough. Cause first thing I thought, you know, it was probably a coon or something, but we, um, we got up close enough with the scope that, um, I'm, I'm, a, that's, a, that would be a good place for a turkey. So I'm, you know, kind of banking on that's probably where they, where they are um now that they'll change before season that's something else for me to find out but hey I, you know it's all about knowing where the birds are exactly. i can tell you where they are right now you know what i mean exactly exactly so now that we're i guess i mean when does it come in are we is it beginning of april or or second second week in april second week in april the- okay so do you are opening day is there a tradition or or do you kind of just wherever the birds are is where we're going. Um, so the first weekend I like to, I, I, I take it, you know, every weekend serious, but first weekend I do take it serious. Um, always we eat a good, you know, me and dad, we eat a good dinner and, um, and hit the bed early. We get up and, um, make sure we get in there early. Um, you know, always be quiet going in. That's a big thing. You know, sound like a herd of elephants come through the woods. It's hard to kill a turkey that way. Right. Um, but, uh, we get in and, um, you know, the last, last several years we've, you know, had a successful opening weekend. Um, usually after the first or second weekend, we're, you know, usually tagged out and helping others, but, um, nah, man, I mean, it's just, it's a good time. It's a good bonding time. Um, you know, we get out there and get the job done and, you know, a big old smile on our face and that's awesome. get back to work. Is there, is there any trips out of state planned for these turkeys or what? dude man if i could if i could quit my job and go kill turkeys out of state i'd do it tomorrow <laughs> i uh i i love it man I, that's that's probably my i would i would cancel any vacation 
during the summer to the beach or to the mountains um, and use all my vacation time um, out out west if I could, you know, and the, and the girl didn't slap me across the face for saying something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, man, it is, it is right up my alley. I have a wonderful time out there, man. That's awesome. So when, I mean, so you usually tag out, let's just say second week and then are you kind of on the phone, you know, Hey, I'm, I don't have any more tags here in North Carolina. Are y'all got birds? What are we, are you on the phone? What are we doing for out of States? So that is, um, fall usually right before deer season comes in here in North Carolina. Right. Um, I usually, call out um to i got some good buddies out actually nebraska kansas north dakota south dakota area um and down in texas and um i usually just figure out you know like you know what 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 it looks like for the spring you know some of some of the time i get the response of man you know the, the wildlife's gonna come down to only one tag and you know we having a bird shortage blah blah, blah. so that you know i move on to the next right. um i just kind of you know it gives me enough time to figure out you know, where I need to be devoting my time to come spring right. um, instead of worrying about it, you know, when the time gets here. Right. Well, that's sweet. Um, so now are you, are, are you involved with any of the NWTF or are you just kind of solo kind of guy? Man, I, I don't, I don't do it for anything other than myself. It's, it's something that, um, that makes me happy and, um, it's something that I love doing and I, I'll, I say this, and I continue to say it. I'll never make a dime off of it. it it's been good to me, and I'm not going to turn around and and uh, and do anything other than than kill kill hell out of them, like yeah. I like to say. You know? <laughs> yeah, kill the shit out of them damn thunder chickens. That's it, man. <laughs> so I want to know what what's the what has been your best hunt on some turkeys up until this upcoming season. Um, so actually Nebraska has, has been some of my greatest, um, some the greatest hunts. When we started going out there, when I was, uh, 14 years old, um, man, it was nothing. Uh, you know, we would fly into Denver and we would drive back to Nebraska. All right. Well, and, let's take, let's uh, take a time out. How did you get involved in Nebraska? What you're 14 okay. years old. I doubt you have a cell phone who, how did you get involved in Nebraska? So that would be my dad. Uh, my dad had a, um, a little brand going at the time called Camo Obsession, and um, it kind of sparked up on social media uh, back before, you know, you could buy all the followers and everything. <laughs> and um, it uh, basically the, the DMs and whatnot from people out west, hey, you know, y'all seem cool, you know, come out here. They just, you know, wanted to be a part of something. And, you know, we would take hats and shirts out there on the plane with us and, hand them out and give some tips and, you know, basically talk turkey like me and you were doing. And right. we had a good time. But that's how I got my connection. Okay. Okay. Now it's all making sense now. There you go. There you go. So, um, anyways, on the drive from Denver to Nebraska, man, it was nothing to pass a field, Jordan, and see two to 300 turkeys in a field. Um, and it was just – it was outrageous. I've never seen that many turkeys in my life. And um, we would get out there and – usually five or six of us and split up with some of our buddies out there and man, we would just absolutely kill them. I mean, there was times where you're talking, you know, you could, you could kill three birds out there and, um, oh, by wow. lunchtime, by lunchtime on the first day, three or four of the guys already tagged out. Holy cow. 
yeah i mean i'm talking like sit down and um you know birds come in and um i mean there'll be two or three different long beards and you got you know you and your buddy sitting beside of you and they will you know just unleash on the birds but um my my favorite time out of, out of all those turkeys and all those kills was uh actually i brought him up earlier my good buddy blake um he's never killed a turkey before so this is this is special um a special trip that he took with us and we were riding down the road um on the last evening and i had killed one of my birds um and he hadn't he hadn't killed anything i think he had a swing and a miss on like the first or second day and we're going down the road and there's a this little bit of public land and the driver which my buddy uh he told me said um man he said this is public land right here to our left and he said you can't you can't buy turkey on that land well my buddy in the back seat blake he told me he said man look up there i see a long beard up there on that hill and i kind of you know looked at him i said what are you talking about you can't see no turkey i said look up there and um yeah, he, we all laughed about it for a minute. He said, well, let's get out and shoot it. So we got out, and in the midst of it, you know, we pulled the truck over to the side of the road, and we're, like, you know, running out across the across public land trying to find a bush, you know. And uh, we get out there, we get set up, and there's two of them. And, dude, these – Jordan, these things are probably 500 yards away. And they um, – they kind of work to, toward us real slow and we're behind basically like a scoot and shoot. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. And, um, they come, you know, just over about a two hour time frame. They finally get within like 60 yards. Well, me and him are, we're about to, you know, we're about to double up here basically. So I'm telling him, I'm like, man, stay down, stay down, stay down. And, um, my buddy, the guide, he had told us, he said, you know, they're 60 yards, they're coming. You know, he wasn't shooting. He was just peeking through the scoot and shoot, letting us know how close they were. And he said, you know, they're about 55, 60 yards, whatever else. And then he, had, he was coming down. He was like, all right, they're 40. All right, they're 30. All right, they're 20. And about that time, my, my buddy looked at me, and he's like, all right, man, are we, are we about to shoot them or what? And I'm like, nah, just give it a minute. And he says, all right, they're about 10. All right, they're five. All right, y'all better kill them. <laughs> and I started laughing. And we shot, and I swear we shot at the same time, and both of those birds flopped. And, man, that to, to see the look on my buddy's face just really brought a lot of joy to me and reminded me of, of why why I love turkey hunting. Right. That's awesome. So now yes, are y'all so y'all are sitting there, and are y'all mouth calling, or are y'all just sitting there? How did you bring them from 500 yards? Man, scoot and shoot out west is totally different. It – um. They, I don't know if it's like a dominance thing, yeah. but you know, you throw you throw up a Jake fan out out in Nebraska, anyways. Um, I mean, you'll you'll see some birds cut cartwheels on the way to you. What? Now I've listened to a couple podcasts about you know some some turkey hunting and stuff, and there a lot of people are frown they frown upon a fan. Why is that? Man, I mean, I, there is some people say it is it is cheating. Why? Um, Why is you that? know? Well, I, me and you both have to ask the same question on that one. Um, now, I mean, I, I think the old style, you know, generation turkey hunting is, you know, sitting up by a tree calling and, you know, letting that, letting that bird come to you, which is all fun and games around here. But I, you know, when you get out West and you got, you know, 200 hens surrounding you in a square mile, um, you know, I mean, what makes them want to come to you versus the other 200? 
Right. Um, so, so out, so out there, I mean, you know, you throw up a fan, it's, you know, all the other bird, all the other Jake's aren't strutting. You know what I mean? So you got to single yourself out a little bit and show some attention to them. Wow. See, I just, I, and I'm new to it. I don't, I don't know this stuff, but I, and I'm, I will say I, I love it, but I don't know the, what you, what you can or can't do. And you're frowned upon this and frowned upon that. Like, I mean, I ain't trying to piss nobody off, but hell, I use a damn fan. I use man, the shit out of it. Man, be you. I've learned that. If it's if it's legal, be you. Kill a bird. Killed it. Yeah. Killed it, and it's gonna look exactly like theirs is up on the wall. Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't know. I and that's maybe that's another another topic. Is what does it matter if 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 it's not illegal? What does it matter? That's right. Oh. That's right. No, I mean, I, I get it. So, all right. So we got. You, you brought these birds in. They're five yards. It kind of reminds me of the video that went viral, and you're basically laying down next to this bird. And, like, how the hell did you do that? Man, I got to tell you. So, last year I had a – it was it was a fun year, and I really did. And I can say this was the first year I came empty-handed um, since the first year I killed a bird. Um, my, all my properties here in North Carolina were infested with jakes. And when I tell you infested, I have a video on my camera of 14 longbeards in my decoys, all fighting <laughs> or four, 14 jakes. I'm sorry. I, I, I phrased that wrong. 14 jakes in my decoys fighting. God. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was pissed. I, I was, I, I, there was actually another video where I just, I got up out of the blind to walk out and the birds were sitting there in the decoy. Um, but I, I go off, um, across the road and, um, kind of get ready for the evening, you know, the evening hunt. I'd heard some birds kind of by a little pond on the other side and I was just trying to catch them coming back. And, uh, I set up a, like a little breeding pair, um, out in this little cut hay field. And <clears throat> these two jakes come and all I can see is the red heads. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. You know, like, this is it. Yeah. Get ready, get the camera, get the camera cur- turned on, and let's roll. So I get to where I can see their beard, and it's about three inches long. And I'm like, dude, I literally, I just pulled my face mask down. I'm like, dude, this, this is killing me. Yeah. And uh, they, they get up there to the decoys, and um, they start, you know, dancing around it, blah blah blah, and um, playing with each other. And then I, uh, so I pulled out my phone and. I'm like, well, you know, let's have a little bit of fun with it. I've always wanted to try this. I'm going to see how close I can crawl to them. So I set the gun down and take my phone, my backpack and everything, and I get to crawling out through the field. And, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm talking I'm in like three inch, three inches of grass. It's not <laughs> like the grass is coming up over me. I mean, I'm like crawling up You're to crawling them. You're crawling through a golf course. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> I'm – uh crawling up to them and they start to get alerted a little bit so i stop i chill out for about five minutes they you know think their testosterone is probably so high they don't they don't even care yeah uh they jump back on back on the breeding pair and i continue to crawl i get up um about 10 yards from these uh birds and they gobble and i'm like oh dude they're so fired up i can basically stand up and walk to them uh, so I continued to crawl i crawled i crawled real fast and i got within like three steps of this decoy and I just sat there, and it took like 30 seconds, Jordan, and these birds started running right back to me. And I thought they were going to land on me. Like, I thought they were about to jump me. Holy And God. they start – they jump on this breeding pair, and, dude, they're just gobbling 
and strutting around this decoy and everything. And it's so cool. I can hear the spitting and drumming and the, um, you know, when they gobble, I can, you know, hear it in their chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but dude, it was, it was amazing. So yeah, of course I took my phone out and videoed it and oh, uh, sent it to my buddy. The video. Sent it to my buddies over there. Yeah, that that video is insane. Like when I first saw, I'm like, "That's like, you're so good at filming and and editing." I'm like, "This dude photoshopped this." (laughs) (laughs) Like it was, you were so close. I can't believe like you just should have just picked it up and carried it home. Yeah, oh, I know. Trust me, if I'd (laughs) have had something other than a hunting glove, I would have tried to catch it. (laughs) I would have. I would have. That's but yeah, awesome. man, last year, last year was just infested with Jake. So why not have a little bit of fun? You yeah. Know? Hey, I, I don't blame you there. I, I went last year. I went last year one time me and dad went and, uh, I, we're not, we're, we ain't no good at it. And so we get out of the truck and we're like, all right, which way do we go? Do we go left or right? And I said, he said, let's go right. I said, nah, let's go left. So we go left and we get in here and, and it's like, I mean, it's kind of, it's wooded, but it's kind of open wooded and it's got some valleys through it and stuff like that. And it's got a Creek running through it. And we, uh, we stop for a second and we hear him gobble. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we got to sit down. And we, we, uh, we get set down, whatever. And, and sure enough, probably 10 minutes later, <laughs> bird lands. I mean, 30, 30 or 40 yards right in front of me. I'm like, Holy cow. And I'm and I'm like, this would be really cool if another turkey flies in. At, before I could even like blink, here comes another one. <laughs> Lands twenty yards in front of me, and so Dad's like ten yards behind me on my left, and so I let that first bird pass through. And I don't know how we timed it. We couldn't talk. I mean, they were so close. I don't know how we timed it, but sure enough, we both shot and bam, doubled out. We hauled ass back to work. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's cool right there man that's the that's the good times i and you know what i'm spoiled from that one because i'm i'm waiting for for it to come in this year and i'm like man i hope that happens again that's right well like and that's the good thing about turkey hunting man it's not you know you can't feed them all year round and get pictures of them on your camera and you know know they're there exactly and you know go sit in a deer stand and you know exactly just just wait just wait on them it's you know it's based off of how much effort you input you know you input to it and right. you know you you'll get the return oh yeah so, so now we i like to uh i, I like to to think i can mouth call mm-hmm. um but i'm not good at it but now when you're when you're out there what are you are you using a mouth call you box call what, what are we using let me tell you you don't need to be good at it i um i can honestly say that i can blow one but I have never used one in the woods. Um, I've never used a mouth call. Um, my dad has a little bit, but that was when we weren't killing any birds. Um, he threw the mouth call away, and we we haven't ever really called with a mouth call since. And we used to use uh, dead-end game calls. I don't know if you ever oh, heard yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, he used to have those a lot, but I've, I do not use it. Okay, okay. That makes me feel That's a little right. bit better. I, I, I guess I resort back to a box call, um, just because I can't, I can't mouth call, and I don't have the confidence to take it into the woods. So I just, I go with a, a box call, and 
pray that I got enough chalk on it and, and start hammering down. But I don't know how, how do you, when people say you can overcall, how do you, how can you overcall? How do you, like, how do you know when calling's enough? So based off of what my, my opinion on that would be um, in the morning time, um, overcalling would be an example of when you do like a tree yelp early morning um, and that long beard answers you, you know, and he's on the roost. Um, and, you know, you might give it 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and you do like a fly down cackle or something, and that bird lights back up again. Um, you set the call down, and that bird flies out. He lands, and um, he gobbles. So you call back, and um, he gobbles again, and then you continue to call. Um, that, that to me, is, is overcalling. Um, you know, what, what I like to do is, is when, when that bird answers me more than one time on the ground, I'm going to set my call down. And a lot of times what I have to remember is, is in the wild, the hen goes to him. So, you know, why would I want to do what every other hen does? Um, you know, I, I like to stay quiet. I'll scratch in the leaves. Um, and by the way, a slate call is the only thing that I, I even take to the woods with me. Really? Um, a slate call. And it's, it's a funny story. I'll go there in a minute, but <laughs> it, uh, I will scratch in the leaves, hit that slate call, um, just a little bit, a purr putt, um, really no yelping unless I'm wanting him to answer. Um, but I might, you know, purr putt cut one or two times. And, um, you know, if he don't answer, then to me, that's a good sign. I think that's a lot of where people make mistakes is he don't answer. So they continue to call or they get up and move. No, when that bird isn't gobbling, he is moving. Um, nine, nine times out of 10, that bird is working to you. He is circling you or, you know, on, on a bad day, he could be with hands going the other way, but I've had more success sitting right there because that bird knows where you are. He answered, he answered you where, where you were. Right. So he knows he knows you're there, um, and you just got to give him time. He don't wear the same Apple Watch I do. <laughs> so now, and and my first my first year going, I think that was two three years ago, and I, I never, I never could. I went on. I went to. I was probably twenty minutes up the road. Found this bird. I said, "Hell, we'll try it, Dad." And so he would get hung up every time we'd go. We went for a month straight. And every time he'd get hung up 80, 80 to 100 yards. And I can never get him in. And I think now that you have explained it, I think I was overcalling him. Absolutely. He was, he was basically saying, all right, come on then. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm right here. Come right. on. You know, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of the waiting game and playing hard to get let me say that, um, you know, it makes him come to you and that's, you know, he's, he's not used to that. Right. Right. So now that, now that you've got a good bit of turkeys under your belt, are you more on like, yeah, you're going to go on opening day, but after that, are you more kind of like wanting to get behind the camera and, and, and help your buddies out or help, help a family member out? Or, or are you just still, you, you still gung ho about it? Absolutely, man. Um, I am so ready to get behind of a camera. Um, I'm, 
I wouldn't say at, at the age of 21 tired of pulling the trigger, but it means more to me to see other people uh, pulling the trigger on the birds. You know, of course, because when you pull the trigger, the fun's over. Uh, getting him, getting that bird in there is where the fun is, and that's where I want to be. I, I like to, you know, capture people's excitement behind it, um, the adrenaline. A lot of people don't think there's adrenaline like there is deer hunting or anything else, and I love to see that Thank overtake. Um, that's yeah, an adrenaline it's, it's, rush it's, and a half. Oh, man, I love it. When that bird gobbles and you're unexpected, you know, you're you're not expecting it, and he's 50 yards behind you, man, I'll, you know, I'll catch him jumping or whatever else, and I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I you know, love it. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's um, it's always a good time, especially behind the camera, uh, calling, you know, calling right. and taking people who, you know, haven't had the same opportunity I have growing right. up. Right, So now are you – when you're when you're out there, are you are you moving a lot? I f- like I can't sit still. So like, if something doesn't happen in twenty, no, not even twenty minutes. I'm gonna say ten minutes. I gotta move. Are you a, are you mobile or? No, sir, I'm not. Um, I would say that if I get there in the morning, and let's just say I don't hear anything, um, I don't hear anything, but I've done my homework, and I know that birds are in this area at some point of the day. Um, I will sit right there. Um, if, you know, if I'm, you know, some might strike my mind and I say, oh, those birds could be down there. They're, they're probably not, but you walking there is going to make them to where they're not going to be anywhere. Right. Um, uh, you know, where anywhere close to where you are. So I sit right there, um, and, and wait it out and nine times out of 10, you know, you will get some sort of, you know, gobble or, you know, movement, anything, um, in that day's time, but I, I do like to sit about all day as well. Holy cow. Better pack a lunch if I'm gonna hunt with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Turkey man. Season, man. It's, been, it's been 30 days. Yeah. Hey, no, I get it. I, I think I'm going to take it a little more serious this year. I've, I, I, I mean, last year spoiled me. So now this year I've been looking forward to it. I'm ready to get back on them. Um, I need to start, you know, knocking on doors and, and really scouting them now that duck season's pretty much as of a week from today, we'll be done. Um, I got to start getting game plans for turkey season. I, I'm ready. I'm 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 ready to hear them uh, gobbling on uh, right off the roost. I'm I'm ready for it. I've I've been thinking about it. I've been watching videos. So I'm 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 ready. I can't wait. Absolutely, man. There's no better feeling. That's awesome. So, well, man, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and um, I will catch you on the flip side, brother. Absolutely, man. Hey, go knock them down this year. If you need anything, holler. Definitely. Thanks, man. All right.